What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. Today, I have two very special guests, Dr. and Teron Parks. Welcome to the show, guys. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on? Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate your time. Uh, you know, we almost had a hiccup there, but I'm glad we could work it out and get you guys on the show. Uh, thank you for your interest and, you know, just that openness to to answer these questions. I know it's not easy for everybody. Um, for the folks out there, uh, if you're not familiar with the show, we do a few intro questions just to set the tone. Uh, I got a little icebreaker for you guys. It's a spelling bee. It's only one word. Uh, but <laughs> okay. feel, feel free to participate. Feel free not to. It's all up to you. Uh, and then we jump into the main portion of the interview where you fellas choose a number between 1 and 34. You guys could take turns um, answering the same question or if you want to just, you know, take one by one. That's also cool. We'll see how it flows later on. And um, All right. and we finish everything off with some concluding questions. Sound good to you guys? Cool. Sounds cool. All right. All right. So my first question for you guys is how have you been um, for the folks out there? Who don't know uh we're we just meeting right now first time seeing each other's faces <laughs> aside from like you know social but yeah tell me how you guys been Jerron, you want to take oh. home first while I, eat, <laughs> while, while I eat dinner excuse yeah. me y'all <laughs> Oh no, okay. this is the intro questions first and then <laughs> after the intro we'll, we'll jump okay. into the spelling bee i mean i mean i'm doing great um blessed and Especially be on on this side of the ground. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, I, I'm still here, still kicking. God still has me working. Hey, I can't complain. How about yourself? Um, I'm doing cool. Um, you know, I just I've, I'm been trying to stay consistent with this podcast, man. It's been a it's been a short journey, but definitely been something that I feel like I finally found something to progress with. You know, it took mm-hmm. me a long time to find something where I could feel like I'm doing the right thing. Um, you know, I've done a, previous projects where a lot of it got wrapped up into my ego. And, you know, I knew the the, the intention wasn't pure anymore. Um, so it feels good to find something again that I can kind of like run with and feel good about it. Uh, when, whenever you finish, Doctor, and you could feel free to <laughs> let us know how you've been. <laughs> One word. Busy, busy, yeah. This is a um, the I you know they they say that idle hands are the devil's uh, workshop. I've been too busy working to get caught up in the devil's hands. Um, just got back from uh, Georgia for performed at an award show and uh, met a lot of uh, new friends out in uh, the Savannah, um, in Atlanta area in Georgia. Um. Had a spiritual experience in Savannah. Um, I don't, if I need to go into it, I will. But it's like one of the oldest cities in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's part of uh, some of America's past that it needs to come to terms with and, and have a day of reckoning with. Amen. For sure. So let me say that. Um, my album is about to drop. So when I say busy. Um, if I'm not working at my day job, I've been chasing my dream and lately I've been catching up with it. So, um, my album is about to drop. My man Tehran has dropped two projects since, <laughs> since I started this album. So I need to catch up with him. <laughs> yeah. My last project that I dropped was my indoctrination EP in 2019. 
And uh, I don't know how to promote myself, so I don't know how successful it was. I heard I had a lot of um, good responses. Gave, people gave it good reviews, um, but I just I don't know what kind of numbers it could do because I don't know how to put it out there. But nobody told me that it was bad music. So maybe uh, the people that I now um, work with and have signed me um, can push it. But what I'm really counting on is this album that I started in late summer, believe it or not. I started in late summer, like end of August, uh, beginning of September. And uh, it's it's almost done. Uh, I broke it down to calculating. I probably have three, four hours max uh, of work left to do before the album is ready to press. Dang, yeah. So I have never been able to keep my life in order and stabilize long enough to complete something like this. So it's a major uh, accomplishment for me. And uh, I'll, I'll wrap this up, but album dropping this month, um, just got back from a, uh, a trip to Georgia that was music business related. Um, my album release party is Saturday, May 8th. Doors open at nine o'clock. Um, this event is going to be off the hook, bro. Um, sure. In a city where they're used to just turning up everywhere you look, um, I'm willing to bet what we're doing, <laughs> what we're doing that that night. That's where you're gonna want to be if you're in Tempe, Arizona. For sure, um, it's gonna be unforgettable. May May eighth, right? Yeah, and it's uh -huh. got max max capacity of 150. Um, so if you sleep on us, you will probably end up sitting outside waiting to get in. <laughs> For sure. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're a month out. We've already got over 60 confirmed um, that are coming. Yeah. It's uh, so, filling up fast. It's filling up fast. Yeah. And we got a month to go, basically. Yeah. But yeah, that's happening. Um, and then I uh, got selected by an A&R from the Extreme Tour 2021. You ever heard of that? No, I haven't. It's called the Extreme Tour. Extreme Tour, mm -hmm. and so I got selected by an A and R to apply for that, and uh, I I made it through the first round of um, you know uh, deliberations and, and uh, checking out background checks and all that, and so they invited me to Nashville in May, so I'll be going to Nashville in May um, to do the callbacks and to uh, do the closed door sessions, and uh, what they do is they want to know. Um, what you think of what they're offering and whether it's a good fit for you. Yeah. And then check you out and see if you're a good fit for them, for their teams. Because there's five national teams and then there's three international teams. And um, it's it's a major deal. It's faith-based and positive message um, music uh, followed with uh, BMX and skating and uh, other extreme sport demonstrations. And it's powerful, man. And it, to be even invited to go and get to sit in front of major label artists and major label executives and just be able to at least learn if I don't get chosen for the tour is a huge um, blessing. No doubt. No doubt. So, like I'm talking talk about myself. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, yes, busy. Very busy. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Tehran, um, wanted to ask you, since I, I know you guys as musical artists, uh, when did that start for you? That When did you start writing? When did you start rapping? And what's the story behind that? Oh, shoot, it was 
years ago. Um, I can't even. Oh my goodness, like mid to early '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started rapping, because I'm from Columbus, Georgia, so yeah, it, and just doing shows and uh, things around there. You know, we've had a couple of the couple of groups I was in. You know, we had like opportunities to well we had sort of like wrote a hit for this one group and uh, that wasn't work right and so Mm. we there was more money going out than coming in so we didn't get paid from that but you know I had the opportunity to open up for like Bill John the East Side Boys and Outkast Goody Mob and Three Six Mafia and um, and then later on from that um we had a chance to get with um the label that gucci man was on at the time that was going well we were in we were about a week of a week away from um a week away from being signed with that label and like a $25,000 a piece it was three of us $25,000 a piece and 125,000 promo budget and then a week before we were supposed to sign, that's when Gucci killed Pookie Low. And so different, so people started pulling their money back. So we lost that deal. Um, and then a, a partner of mine, he had a run with um, CTE and Jeezy. So, I mean, and then like, I've only been on my walk doing this uh, Christian hip hop thing, if you call it that, I mean, <laughs> for about four or five years, it's been a good run. Um, God has been faithful to me. So, you know, I just keep pushing with it. For sure. For sure. What was, uh, one of the first artists that you either bought the tape for the CD for back in the day? Would you remember? The first CD I bought? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, as far as tape, I can remember giving my mom the money <laughs> to buy the <laughs> red man album for me to what the album yeah yeah <laughs> the first cd i can remember buying was um professor griff i can't mm-hmm. remember the name of the album but it's um professor griff oh, for sure man for sure uh i do i do know of the what album by red man P- professor griff is that's that's one i'm gonna have to look up uh, i don't think i'm familiar with his work but yeah, uh, he was with Public Enemy, and it was like his first solo album. Gotcha, gotcha, for sure. Um, same question to you, Doctor. And when did uh, your your musical love start, and uh, or how did it get started? Second grade in Germany. Guten Tag. Um, my my I'm an army brat, and uh, <clears throat> my dad was stationed in Germany. Um, he was a trombonist in the 33rd USARC Command Band. Um, so he was a world-class trombonist mm-hmm. and, um, so he was over there and I remember we were in the canteen, which is like the, uh, military, um, cafe. So it's called a canteen. And so I look up on the TV that's hanging off the wall and it's, uh, Yo! MTV raps and <laughs> it's uh run DMC and Aerosmith's walk this way. No <laughs> joke, man. From then on. Um, it was love, bro. That was it. That was it was it for me. I was born in Germany. I didn't know you were in Germany. Yeah. I didn't know you were rocking for outcasts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was I mean, I crazy. was this guy. But see, check this out. This, listen, y'all, the, our, our aspiring artists, don't ever treat nobody as less than you because you never know who you're, rock, who you're rocking with or who you're meeting. And I never knew that about him. And so if I was nasty or rude to him or dismissive of him, and then he said that, and then I switched up and acted brand new like I respect him, how would that go over? You know what I mean? No doubt, man. No oh, doubt. I just feel blessed even more to know him. <laughs> oh, so. for sure. For sure. But um, yeah, Rock This Way. Rock This Way, um, Aerosmith featuring Run DMC. Or excuse me, Run DMC featuring Aerosmith. Because it was a, a Run DMC song. Um, man. First album I ever purchased. I'm going to say Eric B and Rakim. Oh snap! Sure. Full. Yeah. Yep. I Followed gotcha. by EMD. Strictly business. Mm-hmm. Strictly business. There he is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, KRS One. Criminal Minded. Yeah, I'm a real hip hop head, bro. Like, I was involved in that before Eminem made it popular for white guys to like rap. And, I mean the Beastie Boys. Well, yeah, Beastie back Boys, but it was still, <laughs> but it was still kind of like a, a niche. You know, it was something that supposedly white kids grew out of. It was a phase. You know what I'm saying? I got you. I got and you. And so it was never a phase for me. It was a love affair. You know what I mean? No doubt. So, um, yeah, I, I answered that question. And what? And then you asked, what did he ask me? No, that that, that was the the second question was the album one or that that. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I answered it. Yeah. Okay. Um, for sure. Let's jump into my second question for you guys is, uh, what would you like your descendants to know about you? Um, if you were going to reach forward and see five generations down the road, uh, and they were like, I wonder what my ancestors were like. So if, if you could answer that question for them, what would you want them to know about you? Feel free to take a turn. Take. I'm going to say something that's going to make him proud and laugh at the same time. <laughs> But I got a chance to work close with, uh, professionally with uh, the the grand nephew of Rosa Parks. Hey, pretty proud of that. So sure. I would, I would, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm already about this life as it is, but you know, that's about as much of a bona fide as you're gonna get. You know what I mean? And um, but no, um, honestly. Um, there was this bookmark that I got when I was at uh, the uh, dream conference and I have it somewhere around here but what it basically said was I want to make a difference um, every second every minute every hour every day one person at a time Um, first you know my church then my city then my state then my country then the world so it was like just this massive vision you know what I mean so I want to be known for living up to that vision and, and living up to the call of my life next. I got you, man. I mean, what I would tell my disciples is, yeah, um, you know, yeah, I am the great nephew of Rosa Parks. And I mean, with our family being from, from the South, I would say, you know, just never forget the past and where everything came from. Um, because I've, in my family, I've had a lot of, um, freedom fighters. Um, I had an uncle who, um, back in the sixties, while he was marching, 
um, a cop was on a horse in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, a cop was on a horse, hit him with the billy club. He fell and um, he had the horse stomp on his head. And that was all because he was carrying the American flag. I mean, I've had family that walked that Edmund, Edmund Pettus Bridge and I mean, marched with Martin Luther King and everything. So, you know, just don't forget the past. I mean, even though, I mean, no, I don't know how the future is going to turn out, but even if it's all peachy and everything, don't forget where we came from because, I mean, that's what made you who you are. No doubt. So, no doubt. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, my my third question for you is how would you like to be honored if I was going to say you know today I'm going to do something you know in honor of Doctrine or Tehran like what what would be that act that I could do to, to honor you guys does he really want to know <laughs> I don't mine isn't don't even gonna mine's gonna blow your mind but go ahead I mean I already got one to honor I want to know I, mean, I want to know I, I've never really thought about being honored because I don't do anything for a type of worldly honor. Um, I, I, I get my glory when on the day of judgment. Um, if if I do get glory, I don't know which way I'm going, but I mean, if I can be, if I can be in that number. Um, to say, uh, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's honor enough for me. Um, like, I don't need a day or a plaque or some type of statue or anything. I, that would be honor enough for me. And just knowing that, I mean, just knowing that I did good enough to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. That would be honor enough for me. I got you. How about you? I might have misunderstood the question, mm-hmm. but this is you could do to in, in honor of me. I have a friend who's an intercessory prayer warrior uh, with his own ministry in um, um, Ghana, West Africa. Mm-hmm. And his name is Willie Accordi, O-K-O-R-D-I-E. And this brother sends me intercessory prayers all the time. And I've shared a few with you. What this brother needs, <clears throat> he needs $3,500 um, to get a car so he can start an Uber business. And, um, so if somebody was going to do something in honor of me, that would be it right there. Help that guy get a car so he can start an Uber business in Ghana. I got because you. Yeah. He, uh, like, he's a minister. And so obviously he's going to make his living, but he's also going to spend a lot of time helping people if he has a steady source of income. So, but yeah, yeah I mean. I'm, maybe I misunderstood. Otherwise, what he, <laughs> otherwise, what he said. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well done, good and faithful servant. I do know you enter into the gates of the kingdom. Thirty-five hundred dollars. Not to me. Not to me. No, no, not to me. Um, for real. Like I would put you in contact with this brother. Give him his contact. Hey, everybody watching. If you want to help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will give you his contact information, or if you trust me, I will send you a receipt of when that money got sent to him. This brother needs a car. He only needs $3,500 to get a nice, a decent car um, to uh, start a Uber business in Ghana. So yeah, that's just one of the things I can use some help with. 
no doubt no doubt and no you guys both interpreted the question just fine i feel like there's there are a couple ways it can be taken and i've, I've seen different ways and um yeah your answers are fine there's no wrong answers so uh but yeah <laughs> i mean if anybody out there is willing to help i wish i could i'm i'm not at that level yet man i'm just doing this out of my my parents apartment you feel me but <laughs> uh yeah one, one day uh hopefully i'll be able to do do stuff like that in honor of you for sure yeah uh, well and, maybe the listeners and watchers yeah yeah anybody out there um Help. <laughs> I, I know you're out there i know good people are out there so yeah <laughs> uh, we just need to make some more noise <laughs> uh, my fourth question for you guys is how well do you know yourself and if it's hard to put into words, you could just do a scale from one to ten. Oh, you can go ahead. How well do I know myself? People still point out things in me that I need to work on. My, my dog is trying to get interviewed too. Oh yeah, no, no, no worries. Throw him on camera. Or throw him. So um, he's adorable. I mean, he's photogenic. But no, on a scale from one to ten, people still point out things in me that I need to work out including this guy right here. So I'd probably give myself like an 8.5. For sure. I know myself well, but then there are some things that um, maybe I don't realize <clears throat> that, I, that I need to, you know, get better with. Yeah, man. And, um, yeah, there's the answer. For sure. How, how well do I know myself? I would say better than I did possibly before I got on my walk um, four or five years ago. Um, because I was, I mean, I was out there in the world, drinking, smoking, doing everything. Uh, but since I've got on this walk and really got into my word, um, just by getting to know God a bit more, he has shown me more about myself, um, shown me things that I didn't know I could do that are achievable and attainable. Just, I mean, even as much as moving to Arizona, it was scary. I honestly didn't think I could do it. Or if I moved out here, I didn't think I would be out here all too long. Like I messed, I messed something up. But I've been here like almost two years now. So, I mean, I'm getting to know myself. So on a scale of one to ten, I would say I would probably know myself probably like a six point five. For sure, for sure. Um, again, thank you guys for opening up. For for me, since you know you guys just met me, I'll, I'll let you know some stuff about me as well. I, I give myself a 5.0 to be honest. Uh, oh. I feel like there's like like you, doctor, and people point out stuff to me all the time that it just like clicks in my head afterwards. Uh, and personally, I feel like I know myself most at, at my highest of highs, and then I I, I know myself the least when I've, I'm feeling pretty low, and that kind of been fluctuate fluctuating throughout my life um so you know I, I think it is something that just like it right now it wavers but i'm working on it so you know my my hard lines are are drawn and um you know i can st stand on my own two feet which is a uh, you know something that i've struggled with but yeah um cool we've made it to the icebreaker portion of the of the podcast the spelling bee uh, <laughs> who we have questions for you too sir oh yeah go for it man like whenever you want to drop a question in just let me know uh but go ahead if you have one shoot 
why us why you guys yeah um, well you know man i'm i'm on a personal mission to kind of interview everybody in the world if i could you know i think everybody's life and story is valuable um and if you you, you probably read through the paragraphs in my description but you know it's really to just leave something for for the future um the more people i the more people that come on like yourselves um the more the the future is going to know where they're coming from right like we have books written but we don't know where the books came from who decided which books were going to get published and we only know one side of the story most of the time you know uh so doing this and trying to do it for everyone um I think it would just further like help the understanding of where where they came from you know came came from all of us like some people they might not have kids they might you know um not have descendants per se in their bloodlines but I think you know for us you know we going back into the past like we we've had we've came from the same people so those were our ancestors you know all similarly you know uh so that's the idea, man. I just want to, and I want to do it before it's too late. Cause I feel like we lose too many people, um, every day that never get a chance to, to tell their story. So yeah, that's, that's my but reason. Fair, okay. Well, real quick. And then I'll ask you one more question. So his favorite once told me a long time ago that everybody has <clears throat> a story to tell and they're all bestsellers and you just need to shut up and listen. And you will grow and change and learn so much about yourself and about them and about life in general if you'll just listen to what they have to say. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing more in inviting and welcome when someone understands that you're willing to listen to anything they have to say. Like you ever notice, like when they realize you will listen, they totally relax. So, and then, the, so the other thing is, how did you discover us? I mean, you asked me, but I had to bring him because he's a fascinating individual. Yeah. And we do have things coming. So it made sense to bring him this exposure too. He actually just dropped Trivial Pursuit 3. And, uh, no, really, Love by Few, Hated by Many. Love by Few, Hated by Many. And then right after that, Trivial Pursuit 3. And uh, he featured me on one song on Love by Few, Hated by Many. And um, we have, uh, he has secession. How many, I don't know, he's in the shot. Oh, <laughs> I'm a dog dad. I don't yeah, care. I'm a dog dad, but we're, we're trying to maintain. It's good, Some man. professionalism, man. It's but good, anyway, it's good, yeah. But we have, uh, we have some other stuff. You want to share, Oh, you were like, no, that was your idea. That was just a word I said. That was your idea. Yeah, was, okay. <laughs> So, no, I was, I think it'd be cooler if you told me. All right, I mean, <clears throat> all right, we were doing this event, uh, what, February? Yep. Extravagant um, Expressions. Yeah. It was an old fashioned tent revival. And, um, girlfriend in the background. <laughs> and somebody, somebody that was there got a picture while we were doing a song together. And so when I put it, when I posted it on Facebook, I put the hashtag Georgia's on it, like, have like Georgia and Arizona. Georgia's uh, on. Yeah, yeah. Caught him, caught him <laughs> quick. And he um doc hit me up and was like, let's do a um an EP called Georgia's on. And I was like, I'm with it. So yeah, it'll it'll just be like hashtag Georgia's on. Like that's the cover. <laughs> and maybe a picture of us or something. 
yeah, I'm yeah. thinking more cartoon. Probably have like a side by side cartoon, yeah. Faces that'd be dope, but yeah, yeah. anyway, yeah. George's Zone is coming. Um, and if you notice in the news, we have a lot in common, Arizona and Georgia. So, um, it, it's kind of the timing is too perfect. Oh, football team, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> speak for yourself, man. We're, we're on our way. Oh, we got one about? world series, <laughs> yeah. No, but uh. No, I, I, in, in all seriousness, um, George Zona is going to be something cool. And um, he's actually a featured artist. He's going to actually bring me up. Uh, I didn't tell you that, did I? Tehran is going to bring me up um, when I do my concert uh, release uh, with my album, which is when I will basically debut and break break out my album in front of, uh, you know, public. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. That's dope. Um, yeah so that what the question i had was um how did you discover us all right so uh i think you had met a couple of my guests on a, on one of the, my podcast before i think uh, mm. by, by the song music they're from arizona too yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah so i saw i, I saw them tag about. you in in one of their photos and like why not reach out you know uh, yeah i love Bali song music yeah man um yeah. shout out shout, shout out, out to yeah. Exactly. Uh uh Juke Jukebox Ray Ray and um and Wolf Sound. And Wolf Town. I was just trying to think. Yeah, yeah, she's I don't know which one's better. It might be her. Shots fired. Shots fired. That's a very unique uh, name. I never thought of that. Jukebox Ray Ray. Jukebox Ray Ray. I really hope they show up to the um the release party. I haven't really I they've been doing their own thing. Like I've been watching their Instagram. They're like out of state or something i don't know oh what i, I didn't know that uh, i saw a picture of them by a look like a tour bus or something so wow I'll, I'll hit them up and see if they'll show up yeah yeah no doubt um I mean, that's also hard i'm sure you guys know working with different artists it's like getting the timing down is, is like the most critical thing if you yeah, schedules don't fit yeah no doubt uh, but yeah, okay. that, that's how I found it. So through Bali Song, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, jumping back into the to the icebreaker spelling bee portion, who would like to go first? I'll go first. All right, Teron. How do you spell guarantee? How do you spell guarantee? Guarantee. Like that's it. A R A N T E E. Say that one more time. G U A R A N T E E. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sorry, I was looking at it and I had to like hear hear it uh, in my head. You, <laughs> just 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 for the folks out there, can you just say it slowly once so I, so I could read as as you say it? If you if you a spade player, you know we got that guaranteed joker. G U A R A N T E E. Yes, sir. Good, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, all right, and then we can run. I want to run some spades. Come on. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. All right, doctor. For you, what? Uh, how do you spell li- liaison? Ooh, liaison. Uh. Because I have, okay, so I work in behavioral health and we have liaisons at work. But I don't know if I've seen that word for a while. Okay, liaison. Um, so obviously, L I A 
A-S-I-O-N. Ooh, you got one more chance. Okay. L-I-A. L-I-A-S-I-O-N. Ooh, I'm sorry, boss. It was L-I-A-I-S-O-N. I didn't say that. No, you said S-I-O-N. Yeah, oh, it's no, a S L I A S. Oh, you said S I O N. No, it's L I L I A I S O N. You said L I A S I. Run that back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. It's the replay, man. But uh, we, we 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 got a witness right there. <laughs> All right, I believe him. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, thank you guys for participating. Um, Tehran, since you got it right, um, later down the road, whenever I do a spelling bee episode with the other cont- uh, guests that have gotten their word right, you you will be invited. But um, it'll be it'll be hard because everyone has their own schedules. But I'm gonna give it a shot one day. And if you can, if you're if you're interested in coming on, you're invited. And um, oh. I'm, I'm sorry, doctor, and <laughs> doing an, another time. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, all right, let's jump into the main main portion, main dish of the podcast, where you fellas get to choose a number between one and thirty-four, and we'll see what question comes up. Eight, eight. Number new begin. What is something you're insecure about? Insecure about? Yeah. Um, completely one thousand. My image. Mm. My looks. I got you, man. Yeah. How about, how about you, Teron? I I probably say my stomach, but I cause I know I look good. I mean, no. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. I know I look good, but I know my I need to work on this stomach. I got you. So, for for to be narcissistic or egotistical, just have, for having a good time. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it sounds like for both of you guys, it has to do with appearance. Yeah. What advice would you give to somebody who has their appearance as an insecurity? If you guys had any. Sure. I mean, you can. I would ask them, like, if that's a, if it's a problem with you, what are you doing to change it? Yeah, I got like, you. Let it beat on beat on your brain every day. What are you going to do to try to have it not knocking on your brain every day? Are you trying to change it? So, I mean, if you're not, then I mean, it doesn't matter how much scripture somebody throw at you. You just, you know, I don't know, it's up to you. Well, okay, so I would say that, you know, God says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, I would say um, that appearances and looks can change, but the condition of the heart and the, you know, the strength of the spirit is the most important thing about a person. And, but what I've learned is that the healthier the uh, the spirit is and the, the be- you know, the better the condition there is of the heart of a person, the better in condition physically they are. Mm. That's learned just also by observation and just, you know, just kind of um, understanding what separates, um, you know, good people from extraordinary people. Because there's plenty of good people 
but there's not that many extraordinary people that people want to follow and just, you know, you know, um, I, not, I won't say natural born leaders, but people that look like leaders, they look like they make things happen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, <clears throat> but for my image, like when I was a kid, um, I'm a, I'm Polish and Sicilian and Scottish, okay? So I'm a straight up just classic American mutt. And uh, a lot of times girls would like say, I look weird. So now I heard that from elementary school all the way up. So I had major um, image and self-esteem issues. And one of the strongholds in my life that had to be broken was rejection. Um, because until I broke that stronghold down, um, I had walls, I had big walls. And in this business, in ministry in general, and especially in the music business, you can't walk around with walls up. You just can't. It doesn't work out. And I guess to tie both of that together, you can just tie in on faith without works is dead. So you can be spiritually grounded, but it's still you still have to make something happen. It's still up to you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, yeah, that's the, I think that's the first time I've heard that uh, that phrase. Uh, faith without work is dead. But uh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Uh, James one twenty two, man. Say that one more time. James one, verse twenty two. For sure. For sure. Uh, I mean, similar to you, Doctor, in my my experience growing up. Uh, yeah, I was I was kind of bullied for being a chubby kid. I was a uh, have my my max was probably like two seventy, two seventy five, and uh, and honestly, I didn't think there was anything wrong. You know, I was a kid just eating whatever I wanted and you know, being lazy at times, but, uh, yeah, the, the rejection, man, that, that cut deep and it cut deep for a long time until, you know, time heals wounds and, uh, I was able to move forward and Mm -hmm. be a better person as well. But yeah, it does take time. Uh, thank you both for opening up. That's not an easy question. (laughs) Uh, so I think at this point in our life, like we know what God says about us. Mm. So, what God's view of us is, it supersedes anything anyone else can say or think or feel about us. How they feel is irrelevant. Because forty dollars. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> this guy, yo. I love, I, that's why I love this guy. This, <laughs> it's an inside joke. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? No, actually, I didn't. I just saw the reaction. I just saw the reaction. I wish I heard it. I wish I... But the thing is, is the fact of the matter is, the only thing at the end of the day that matters is what God thinks of us. Yeah. Um, we, we should have favor with God and man. But unfortunately, man will fail you and you can't please everybody and not everybody's going to like you. So we've made peace with that. That's why, you know, love by few, hated by many, you know, because that's that's what Jesus was. You know, when we say love by few, we know that people loved him because they used him. So when he was not doing things for them, they then they all of a sudden turned on him. Yeah. So imagine being the son of God knowing that you have all these powers and all this authority on earth and in heaven and you can do all these miracles and people constantly need to see signs that you're the son of God when you've already said you were you've already done a few miracles you know what I'm saying Yeah, yeah that's the human condition so imagine us knowing we can't do miracles you know 
very, I mean, if, I mean, we, according to scripture, sometimes we can, but I mean, we're not like, we're not Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, and so people will turn on us left and right. Right. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it only matters what God thinks and God notifies us. Um, I call him personally, I call him God wings. Um, mm. It lets me know that I'm on the right path. Let's me know, you know, that I'm pleasing to him and acceptable. And I'm, how do you know? He knows. He, no, don't say it again. <laughs> this dude, this dude right here, yo, seriously, this dude right here is a hooligan. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just playing. No, no, no he's a good man. He's a great man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know when people are giving you so much problems, and which has happened this year. I mean, God lets him know. So I'm gonna let him tell you how he knows. I mean, I just feel like, as far as I just feel like God gave me a spirit of discernment mm-hmm. so I can, a, a heightened spirit of discernment so I can just see through a lot. I mean, if you can dig what I'm saying, I don't know if you can cuss on your show or not, but. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't need to censor yourself. You can see through a lot. And I mean, especially with this year, for some reason, I guess it's by God too, my cutoff game is strong. It's like, if I get any kind of wrong, negative vibe from you, just cut off. I ain't trying to work anything out with you or anything. You just keep going. Bye. I did the same thing. <laughs> and I, I didn't even know he was doing that. We're just on the same frequency. We just don't have time. We got things we need to do. We, we don't have time for negativity. We don't have time for drama. We I feel just don't. That. Yeah, yeah. There's too many people out there that need help. And uh, we've learned, I know for me personally, I've learned that life is short, time is valuable, and the things that we do are, are have great value. So I've learned without being arrogant, just a matter of fact, that what I do is, is valuable. So my time is valuable. So I know I'm no longer willing to waste it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Whenever we bring ourselves in, into something, we involve ourselves in something, we put our all into it. You know what I mean? We, there's no holding back. We, we strive for excellence. And, you know, to do that, you have to understand and use discernment that that task that you're being asked to do is, is worth the time being spent because otherwise there's many other different things we can be doing. So, but we're going way off. Go ahead. No, no, you're, you're fine, man. Uh, it's, I don't want to cut you off. I like the, the guests to just flow, you know, off the top of their head. And uh, mm-hmm. so no worries. I will say, unfortunately, uh, since there's there's two of you guys, like I, I understand that each question kind of takes twice as long, um, but no worries. I just wanted to give you a heads up. We have about 10, 15 minutes left in the podcast. I think we've been having a great conversation and hopefully, you know, you guys are having fun too. Um, oh yeah, yeah, this wanna, is fascinating. Wanna give you a heads up. Um, yeah. But we are jumping to the closeout ending question portion. Um, there's, there's about four, but take your time with it. So, you know, you don't feel like you need to be rushed. Um, I've been trying to find a way to connect my guests together. So this, this next question is actually from my previous guest and he's going to be asking you guys this question. Uh, so shout out to Al Sidneyo for, for this question. And it is, what is the biggest hurdle you're dealing with right now? Like not a hurdle that you may be you know, already crossed, but just currently, you know, in your life, what is something that 
you're just struggling with, you know, if you don't mind me asking. Let me go first. Yeah. I'll say church people. These are the worst <laughs> people to deal with, man. I mean, I mean, it's not even trying to like convert somebody over to Christ. Mine's related. Mine's very it's closely not, related. Like yeah. try to convert somebody over to Christ being hard. I mean, it's really not that part of being hard. Some people try to make it hard, but really you could talk to somebody and really get their mind to churn but dealing with pe- um, church people because they believe that their way is right, especially if they're following this pastor instead of this book. And you just got millions of those out there and you can try to do everything 100% right. They will pick one thing that you just didn't do their way and they're gonna call it wrong. Like it's just church, dealing with church people is the biggest hurdle as far as doing anything within Christian rap or singing or Christian contemporary music. Just church folks. For sure. For sure. I got you. Uh, you got something to add, Doctrine? Yeah. <clears throat> don't know what I'm saying when I say this. At this given moment, is that what you're basically asking? Yeah, it, just in your life. So, you know how this question can be interpreted as like, oh, something I've struggled with but overcame. But what is something that you haven't overcame and currently struggling with? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what she's about. Okay. Um, something, something that I'm dealing with. Um, how do you put this into words? You stump me. It has to do with what he's saying, but um, mm. turkey, <laughs> turkey. <laughs> no. Um, let's see. Can you? You're pretty good with words. Um, I, I like to think so, but I could give it a shot. What do you, okay. yeah. So understanding that the end result is more important than um, all the details and being able to step back and look at the big picture and commit to completing the big picture. Um, I want to say focus, but no. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, um, I think the word is... Uh perfectionist like you know you you're focused on the small details that it, it that's what i'm saying not focusing on those not focusing getting, on, oh yeah getting well, yeah uh, getting caught up in drama and nonsense and i guess okay you know what perseverance that's what i'm working on gotcha, perseverance. gotcha. for sure uh man i had to, i i had this question about the church people <laughs> but uh <laughs> Well, I was just gonna ask, how do you separate, you know, the that those two worlds, right? Like, if you're more focused on the scripture than you are with the pastor, and do you guys see that, like, since since you seem like you know you're choosing more of the scripture than the pastor, is that is that community kind of growing in in you know to the communities you're you're exposed to? Is is there more people? Saying, oh wait, why am I following this guy when I could just follow what's in the book? You know, if the, maybe I'm interpreting wrong, but I mean, it's written that um, it does, it will take a pastor to lead, but granted, you're still supposed to study to show thyself approved, and you still have a lot of people that have they just follow the pastor, whatever the pastor says that's the end and he may be dead wrong which you see a lot of pastors 
will be dead wrong with a lot of people following them. And I mean, I just, basically I just run my own race. And I've got a, gotten a lot of people by not clicking up with people, you know, everybody wants to be in a click or whatever. By not clicking up with people, I've gotten more people come to me and be like, your music just has a lot of gospel in it. It was like, I can just, there it is. Like, I can listen to you. It's like, you're not spitting the same kind of Christian rap that's just like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Like, no, nah, it needs to have something in it. There needs to be some substance to it. So, and I've gotten that feedback a lot of times from people that are like, you go deep in your words, in your music. And that means more to me than anything clicking up and trying to be a denomination or anything. That means more to me than that. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, what we've learned this year, past year, year and a half, what we learned in about the last 18 months about the last 18 months is that acceptance from the Holy Spirit it was way more important than um, acceptance from the necessarily from all of the members of our our committee um, committee community excuse me it's getting late <laughs> um, but all of the members of our community we don't need to get you know full acceptance from every single person in our community like I said you can't please everybody not everybody's gonna like you um so being accepted by the holy spirit and moving with the movement of the holy spirit and getting approached by people who don't have anything to do with church because of people like this and them reconsidering a relationship with god because of something he recorded or something i recorded or you know what i'm saying but god gets the glory we say you know tg b tg oh Oh yeah. To God be the glory. Yeah. TGBD. Yeah. If you see TGBTG hashtag, that means to God be the glory. The glory is not ours. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. So, yeah. but our music, it's not, it's not preachy. It's real. It has gospel all up in it. It has scripture and principles all up in it, but it's relatable. You know what I'm saying? So what we've noticed is that us not being like our uh, counterparts has actually been more effective because what happens is when we say it they'll do it they'll do an event and they're the only one they're the only ones that show up nobody comes to the show i got you, you know what I'm <laughs> so they're making music for themselves because people vote with their feet right so if people were feeling them and they they were following them you know then you would know that what they're doing is, is effective you know, if you feel hit by that, email him. I didn't say it. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, look, 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 look. Seriously, I, if you if nobody's coming to your shows, you aren't doing something right, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're just not. You're it's, just not. That's that's a true thing, man. Because I've I've done shows where it was just me. <laughs> and I, yeah, I know, you know what, I, I mean? I was see, making... what happens is we have to connect with people. And like you probably right, you learn to connect with people, to have moments with them. And what happens is when you start connecting with that little group of people that is in front of you, that little group tells their friends. Next thing you know, their friends and their you know little brother and sister come to the next show, and now you have two, you know double or triple the amount of people you had originally. You know, yeah. I've I've performed in front of one person, and I've performed in front of you know three thousand people. You know, so. 
it doesn't matter. You you bring it every single time. You know what I mean? And then you take the time to spend with those people when you're done, so they know it's not about you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people will come. What you say? I'm always asking him, should I say it? Because I, I have no filter. You know, I don't care. And this guy, this guy has no filter, but he'll stop me. Figure that out, right? <laughs> so, right? But no, um, but if you come to an event with your people, they come see your set and then they leave, especially at a Christian event where people will, might walk in that don't have anything to do with God. And they see that, they see that at secular shows. So what separates us from a secular mainstream artist as Christian artists, if our people come support their artists and then bounce? Church folks. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Wow, that's a good way to tie it in. Sorry, go ahead. We need to put unity in our community. We need to learn how to support each other, artist to artist, and then share that support that each artist has and not make it about ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And we've run into brick walls, you know, where we've reached out to people and we, we, it's not just about music. Like for me, I have a hashtag called more than music, you know, and um, it really is, you know, we reached out to people who want to fellowship with them, you know, have a meal with them, sit down, have a Bible study. And some of them have obliged and some have turned you down. Some don't even answer you. Yeah. So I let you know right there that it's about them, you know, mm. You see what I'm saying? And so yeah. like we meet people all the time that don't have anything to do with God or know the gospel and we connect with them. So, we got like six minutes. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, I hope you guys feeling like you connected with me, man, because like I'm connecting with you guys for sure. Uh, well, this next question is actually asking you guys for a question from my next guest. So what would you like to ask my next guest? I got one. Go for it. I'm going to ask the same question I asked the guys on the Invasion Tour 2021. I'm going to ask what drives you? What personal charitable causes are driving what you're doing with your music? Because I want to know that at the end of the day, it's not just about you making yourself well-known and wealthy, but what are you doing with your talent to help other people, you know, a cause, an organization? So what what are you involved in? You know, you feel me? I got what you. nonprofit? What yeah. you know what I'm saying? What community? Um, oh, I would ask, man, what makes you different? That's a good question. Can we get two questions? <laughs> uh, I mean, it technically is two because it's one one each. <laughs> but uh, no, right. go go for it. If you got another question, uh, shoot it to me. No, that's it. That was two. Oh, yeah. Okay. oh yeah 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 yeah. What makes you different, right? All right. And then what causes? You know, what kind of causes are you championing? What what is driving your music? Got you. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Um and then my very final final question for you guys is what is the greatest lesson you've learned thus far in your life? Now, I know there's a lot, a lot of them. So if there's one that just sticks out in your mind, uh, feel free to go with that one. Just one thing. It's one thing. If you're gonna choose one thing to say, that was the greatest lesson. <laughs> I can't say that. We've been talking all this Christian stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
forty dollars goes a long way. <laughs> hey, hey, that, that's some sound advice, right there. <laughs> I would say, how can I say this clean? Uh, like future and Rocco, get the squares out your circle. Say that one more time. Keep, keep, keep the squares, keep out, the your squares circle. out your circle. Keep the squares out your circle. Gotcha. And keep that circle small. Keep your circle small. Yeah, it has gotten smaller, huh? <laughs> but we're more effective. Yeah. Uh, how we're about small. you, Doctor? <laughs> um, so the, the the biggest lesson I've learned so far, besides the thing I told you about listening to people's stories and about bestsellers, um, I've learned that when I stop complaining <clears throat> and I start focusing on what's in front of me and give it my all and work the hardest I can with what God has already put in my life, success will follow. Cause see, I, I was a big time complainer, procrastinator. Um, my mom used to tell me, don't be an Eeyore. You know, you ever watch Winnie the Pooh? I remember you. So are, now yeah. I see that I laugh because, hi guys, <laughs> how you doing? Okay, I guess. Yeah. You know, just can't be like that with life, man. Like you can't complain. Um, there was this thing I picked up in the street when I was homeless in Phoenix, and I, I would people ask me how I'm doing. I say I can't complain. Who would listen? You know mm-hmm. So that was the beginning of learning that principle. Stop complaining. Take what God has put in your hands. Take what is in front of you and do your all with it and good things will happen. And I, I just have to say one other thing. Always yeah. to anybody, any and everybody, you know, keep God first. Put him first, keep him first and stay in your word. And I know it sounds like a bunch of, you see the pastors on TV screaming and moving and hollering and a lot of them just want your money. But for real, it's written for a reason. There's nothing new under the sun. And I mean, it works. It really does work. The instructions are already written out. If you just follow, it works. For sure, for sure. And we'll close with one fun fact. Go for it. Our birthday is the same day, the same year. Wow. (laughs) 42 years old each, December 31st. December 31st? Ain't that a trip? That that is a trip, man. That's cool. <laughs> so hey. for as long as we're both in Phoenix, we're we're gonna party. We're gonna have big birthdays. <laughs> yeah, know? it's it's super rare to find someone with the same birthday and the same year too, right? So that's crazy. That's crazy. And I think that's also what like the energies in the world at the time you guys were both born. You know that yeah. that it kind of helps with the vibe too. You know, uh, but no doubt, no doubt. Uh, and yeah, you guys want to do any plugs, anything where people can find your music? Um, go ahead and do that real quick. Yeah, yeah. you can find mine, you know, T E H R A N, the last name Parks, P A R K S, on Spotify, YouTube, anywhere where you stream or download music. Um, you can find me there. I got the um, <laughs> Succession EP, should be ready in about another month, month and a half, <clears throat> and just keep checking for me you'll find me at on Tehran Parks on Facebook Tehran Who on Instagram Tehran Who on Twitter for sure Doctrine is D-O-K-T-R-I-N you can find me on every streaming platform connect with me on IG I am Doctrine I do check out y'all's posts 
Um, I do comment from time to time. Obviously, I, I am busy, but you can even shoot me a DM. I will answer you. Um, you can find me in Doctrine Music, um, facebook.com backslash Doctrine Music for my Facebook music page. You can like that and help my ministry grow. Um, I am Doctrine on Twitter. Um, I need to get better about being more active with that, but I have SoundCloud. Uh, <clears throat> just, yeah. So, um, and then if you want to book me, you can book me on I am Doctrine. So I am Doctrine at yahoo.com. Um, there's also a book me button on my um, Facebook page, uh, Doctrine Music, and a book me um, app on uh, IG. So, but um, the same goes for him. So, oh, yeah. Booking. Well, yeah, let me put my booking information yeah. out there. Um, Teron booking at gmail.com. Or you can contact um, Jones the Misfit on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Lifeline Media. Oh, say that one last more time. Two yeah. Uh, Lifeline Media. Lifeline Media Group on Facebook. Too. The last two things. My album drops this month. Indoctrination album. Debut album. And the other thing is, the album release party and concert is Saturday, May 8th at 1400 South McClintock Drive. Uh, Hubbly Bubbly Hookah Lounge and Coffee Bar. Yes, that's where it's going to be. And uh, the doors open at 9 o'clock. We're going to have a live DJ. We'll have dancers. We'll have B-boys, B-girls, graffiti artists, painters, poets. Uh, one of the funniest ladies in Phoenix is going to be um, co-hosting. You need to come. Get out there. Get out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so once again, guys, just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for the viewers out there checking this out. Uh, definitely appreciate the opportunity to get to know you guys better and the energy that you brought. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, still having a hard time figuring out my signature, like, you know, <laughs> signature ending to, to my podcast. Um, this was 34 questions. <laughs> the last thing, but certainly not least, we can we need to shout out Mo Beltron and Tori Bacher uh, from Vintage Hourglass Entertainment Group um, and also Quezon uh, Rise Entertainment in Atlanta, Georgia. Mr. Uh, Isaac Aval Wilson. Appreciate y'all. Sure. I don't even know you guys, but I got love for y'all too. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll add this to the end. No worries. 